Welcome to the Raising Boys and Girls podcast. I'm Sissy Goff. I'm David Thomas. And I'm Melissa Trevathan. And we're so glad you've set aside a few minutes to spend with us today. In each episode of this podcast, we'll share some of what we're learning in the work we do with kids and families on a daily basis at Daystar Counseling in Nashville, Tennessee. Our goal is to help you care for the kids in your life with a little more understanding, a little more practical help, and a whole lot of hope. So pull up a chair and join us on this journey from our little yellow house to yours. The Raising Boys and Girls podcast is brought to you in partnership with Minnow. Minnow provides meaningful screen time and shared experiences for families to help you grow in your faith together. Check them out at podcast.gominnow.com. That's podcast.gominnow.com. Merry Christmas, you guys, once again. We feel so passionately about wanting to help kids see past what's going under the tree. And so we wanted to have an episode where we not only got to have someone that we adore on with you all hearing from her perspective, but she feels so uniquely gifted in a million ways. But one of them is helping us have this awareness of how we broaden our scope and help kids understand in deeper ways how to really bring what Christmas is about into their homes. Because I think there's so many little things that we can do. And the way that I grew up, we didn't talk a lot about faith. We didn't talk a lot about the gospel and the deeper meaning of Christmas. But there's something that was like a family tradition in our family. And after we decorated the tree, the first thing that happened in our house was the manger scene went under the tree. All through the Christmas season, it was there. And then after all the gifts were given Christmas morning, that manger scene was still there. And that feels like such a small thing of a way that we incorporate, we can incorporate what this time is really about. And it's just a reminder that it is so much more than about the gifts. And so we're not even talking about manger scenes today. We're talking about giving and how to help your kids join you in that, how to help them be invested in this process. And so we're just really excited to talk about all those things with Courtney today. We're going to talk about how we know Courtney DeFeo in a few minutes, but we want to read some facts about her first. Courtney DeFeo is most known for being a factory of ideas for families. As a former marketing professional for Chick-fil-A, Courtney has a history of creating memorable programs and ideas that motivate others to action. She is the author of In This House We Will Giggle, creator of ABC Scripture Cards, and the kindness movement Light Em Up Acts. She loves to encourage parents and women through speaking, writing, and podcasting. Courtney recently launched an interactive study in collaboration with ParentQ entitled Treasured designed for to connect tween girls and their moms. Courtney's most honorable mention is her husband, Ron, and their two wildly fun girls, Ella and Larson. They reside in Texas and love to consume tableside guacamole. What we'd also say about this remarkable human being beyond all of the accolades just mentioned is that we're bananas about her. We are bananas about her. Yeah, that's the real introduction <laughs> she, right she there. She makes us laugh she so does much. So much. You too. Making and, me blush over here. And we met how many years ago now, Courtney? When you know, we first I met at Dot Mom. This morning, I think it was 2011. So okay. we're we, nine whole years into this friendship. Mm, it feels like forever. 
And you become one of our dearest friends. Yes. I know. And I was reading Bob Goff's book recently about Dream Big, and it talks about— Not my dad. Um, yes, everyone asked me that. They're me like, too. you know Bob's daughter or whatever. <laughs> daughter I'm like, no. Five, yeah. <laughs> but it talks about when you have a genuine interest in people and what that does. And so I was thinking about you guys the other night, thinking like from the beginning, and that's just why you're so good at your job, but you genuinely care about other people in such a way that it makes me believe like, oh, they think I'm pretty awesome. Maybe I'll live up to that. <laughs> you know? mm. So thanks for just being friends through this whole process of ministry and business and raising kids together. And I just appreciate you both so much. Well, speaking of genuine interest, I have to say, if we're talking about introductions, the real thing about you, Courtney, is that somewhere along the way, I don't even know when we first talked about it, that you all, Courtney figured out that my favorite Disney character, maybe my favorite character in any media avenue of all times is Mary Poppins. And, you know, we could talk all about the links that I have to Mary Poppins. But we flew to Orlando. Courtney had us come to our church back when you lived in Orlando and speak at her church. And she did everything you could, didn't you? Tried every which way to come up with a Mary Poppins costume to meet us at the airport. And it didn't work, but you brought a Mary Poppins pin. And so over the years, we've had these Mary Poppins conversations. Well, then after Courtney moved to Texas, she brought us to her church in Texas to speak. And you all, she introduced us from the stage in a Mary Poppins costume. And not only did she do that in full character, but she had them put together this video. I wish we could show it to you all. It's <laughs> I have it saved for all time because it made me so happy. That's like somehow tying us into Jane and Michael Banks. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's who I you mean, are. That yeah. feels like the lengths that you will go as a friend, Courtney, where you find something and you root for people and you connect with them. And in the midst yes. of it, I think you bring out the best in them. And we also know that you've done that with your two girls. In a million different ways over the years. And so it just feels absolutely fitting that we'd have you on here today. And we're so excited to talk to you. Thank you, guys. I think that one of the things I talk about a lot is just fun and just silliness. And I definitely think I have a fun going for their counseling. My girls may not love it right now. (laughs) They're in middle school. (laughs) But I sure do love a good costume. That's not every human. It's not as crazy as me. But I do like lightening up the atmosphere. So I'll try to answer your questions seriously if I can. (laughs) No, don't. So we're talking a little bit about Christmas. We yes. are. Mm-hmm. And who loves Christmas like you? I do. I do. I have on a hat right now. I My love that. Mm-hmm. I, wish, I I'll love send you that a photo you do. for the, the listeners. Yes. And will you tell us as you wear your hat and we talk about Christmas, Courtney, why do you feel like it's important to help kids learn to give? Yeah, there's a lot of reasons. I'll try to give you just a couple. But right after I met you guys, I was just starting my blog. You know, there's probably like two or three readers, my mom and my best friend, you know. (laughs) And I was really just like doing what blogs used to do, where you'd hear from the Lord, you would be moved by something, and then you'd write about it. There was no like writing to go viral. It was just like, what is God pressing on my heart? How can I share it with others? And at that time, the girls were only two and five, but they already started being consumed by what are we going to get for Christmas? And it was so frustrating to me. And I you know, kids are kids, and I want to know what I'm going to get for Christmas too. But I think just, I was like, I've got to flip the switch. This conversation cannot be every Christmas. This is what it's about, because we know it's not. The biggest gift that we got was Jesus, and we're celebrating that gift. 
And so I put together just some random acts of kindness for them and shared it with other people. But I do think the thing that it does for all humans, kids, adults alike, is that we take our eyes off of ourselves, which we are human and we do that all the time, but it just gets your eyes on others during that season and it makes it really more fulfilling. You know, you're not worried about what's going to be under the tree. You're worried about blessing somebody else. And that's biblical. Mm. You know, all through the Bible, there's verses about how we can give and you know, it's not to earn our way to heaven. It's not so that we get credit. It's actually so that we overflow His love and then give Him glory. And mm-hmm. and when our kids get a taste of that, they want more. You know, they're made in His image, and they want more of it once they kind of get a taste of it. So I'm pretty passionate about the topic and, and love talking about it with my kids through the years. And you have started something as a result of that, that I think when we first met you, we quickly learned what you were doing through your ministry, and just jumped on board with how much we loved it. I think literally right after we met you, we put up photos on our blog back in the day that we used to force ourselves to blog, and your Give, Save, Spend jars. Just that your focus on giving, I think, was one of the things that struck us so much about you and your heart initially, and then learning about the Light'em Up Acts, which are so cool. And you do a lot through Christmas, but now it seems like it's year-round, too. And so will you talk about how they can— be a part of that and what they can do specifically through the holidays in terms of giving? Yeah, I think I'll go back to the jars for just a minute. Um, Now they're just a downloadable, I can tell you how to make them, but in the beginning I sold them. But I thought the idea was taken from Andy Stanley and what he was teaching us at North Point about give, save, live. And I thought, what a like huge concept for even adults to really (laughs) practice. And, And so we started just showing them that like everything that you get, whether it's your talents, your money, your attention, it's not all for you to consume. And so showing them how to bucket really early on was helpful in just the language that we gave them. And I'm getting them excited. We did it in chalkboard labels so they could actually write who they were giving to, whether it was, you know, someone's mom's breast cancer fund or whether mm-hmm. it was something they were saving for a bike. It just made it really personal. And we do believe in tithing, but I also believe in them getting behind and getting their passions behind things they want to give to and letting them make that choice. But after the jars, then about that fall, like I said, I kind of wrote about what I wanted to do with the girls giving and letting them feel it. And uh, that we called a light them up acts. I say we, it was me. <laughs> called it light them up acts because I wanted them to feel how you light up the heart of your community. And it really mm. goes back to Matthew 5, 14 through 16. It was really kind of my life verse, uh, still is. And it's about um, just being generous with our lives and opening up to others. And when we do that, we prompt people to open up with God. I'm reading the last part. This generous Father in heaven. And so I thought, man, they're just not too young to feel this and not just know in their head about what it means to follow Jesus and give, but can they get it down to their heart where they're like, oh, mom, I get it. And so, you know, again, I started with two or three followers, posted that light them up acts, which was just ideas like put a poster on your trash can and just say thank you to the garbage Mm -hmm. men and, you know, put some quarters in the parking meters when, you know, and surprise somebody. Real simple stuff, chalkboard. But it's out of the box. That's one of the things I love about it so much, Courtney, is you're kind of expanding their awareness even of people. I mean, you're not even just teaching them to give, you're teaching them empathy and you're teaching them perspective taking and so many bigger things. Yeah. And when they were little, they did a lot of what I told them to. And uh, (laughs) now as they've transitioned to other times of the year, it's like, what should we do? Like, what do you want to do? And and there's like a hundred ideas on the website that people, if you can't think of them, will just get you started. But I did see it go viral after that point. I think within two or three days, like 
I don't know. I can't remember the numbers. It was something crazy, like 180,000 pins on Pinterest and mm. people like putting their trash cans out in Dubai and London and wow. California. And it was so neat to see like that idea spread, not because of me, but because so many people's hearts are about giving. But in the busy years of parenting, you don't know how to practically do that while you're on the road to Target, Chick-fil-A, school, Starbucks. It's like the <laughs> the vicious circle, but there is so much that our little kids can do. They're, and they're capable of destroying our playrooms in 30 <laughs> seconds, but they can also make someone's day in the same amount of time. Yeah. Hmm. Courtney, you talked about the hundreds of ideas. Do you have any favorite ways that you've done it with your kids? Oh, gosh, so many stories that flood my mind. I think that what I didn't realize would happen is God was using these simple acts to make relationships in our our community. So at the time, we were in Orlando, and our trash can idea started getting out there. And so everybody started getting onto that. They were putting orange juice and donuts and candy. And, and all of a sudden, the trash men were bringing up our trash cans back to the house. They're like, hey, you'll give us that. We'll roll your thing for more feet. <laughs> but it started becoming a thing in the neighborhood. And so we had you know, hundreds of houses in this neighborhood in Orlando. And they asked me and the girls to be on the cover of the neighborhood magazine and talk Mm. about our heart behind that. But what that did was my mailman came up knocking on the door, eyes filled with tears. And he said, I knew there's something special about your family and I want to be a part of what you're doing. So from then on, Casey became our friend. I still have his text. And he actually went and served the homeless together that Christmas because he wanted to. He brought the bag of clothes that he had. And and wouldn't you know it, God made the one man that stopped and needed shoes were the exact size of Casey's feet. And so just watching, like it still (laughs) chokes me up thinking about all these little things that God's like, you start the ball and I... I am in all of these details. And so that's why there's no one set way. It's like, where is God prodding you? And then just to give you one more story, we were at the grocery store one day. It was super hot in Florida. And we were. I said, there's somebody that's burning up today, guys. Let's just get some extra cold waters. And Larson was tiny at the time and said, let's go find Casey. So we texted him, and he was somewhere in the neighborhood. And I said, hey, the girls wanted to get you a water. And he said, you have no idea how much I needed that. We pulled up, and he's got like a a rag under his hat, and he's just pouring with sweat. And so I think that the privilege is watching God do things through our kids and trusting that they're not too little to hear from Him and feel those nudges and just kind of sit back and watch God connect us. It's really, really fun. Mm, Love that, Courtney. We are so thrilled to be partnering with our friends at Minnow to bring back the Raising Boys and Girls podcast. We all know that devices are here to stay. So if you want to make screen time meaningful for your kids, Minnow is for you. A new streaming service designed just for kids. Minnow has over 2,000 episodes of fun and faith-filled shows that have been carefully curated by moms, dads, and church leaders, so it's safe for your family. Check them out at podcast.gominnow.com. That's podcast.gominnow.com. Dot go M-I-N-N-O dot com to start your free trial. One of the questions that helped me so much was just not get overwhelmed and say right around my house. Because you can think about the needs in Zambia to California. I mean, it gets so big and you think, how can I do all this when I'm literally trying to keep humans alive? And so I think one of the questions you can ask is right around our house, just one to two miles who needs to be thanked for who they are or what they do? And that can go down to the person in the drive through that's never looked in the eye, to the mailman, to the neighbor next door you forget to talk to, or the elderly neighbor down the road that just needs 
someone to bring her some bread, you know? Mm, and so I think important. that that puts um, a scale for your kids to like shrink their thinking a little bit. And those one or two and three and four interactions matter. And they would start a relationship like Casey that will just knock your socks off. That you're like, Lord, I didn't know I needed Casey in my life, but look what you've done through, you know, some simple garbage can thinking. So start with that question, see what you got kids come up with. I love that question. And one of the things I will tell you that when the kids go first and they want to give something, whether it's a candy cane or a hug or anything, adults and skeptics are more likely to, to receive something with no strings attached from a child. But if you try it, you go up to the mall and just hand somebody something, they are so weird because they're like, there's anthrax <laughs> laced on this. So know? skeptical. And they're just so skeptical because we know if you've ever been in New York City, they give you a CD, but they actually want $5. So it's counterintuitive and countercultural for us to give something just because we want to give from our hearts with no like gimmick, no website attached, just like, hey, we want to love because it's better to give than receive. And so that's why the kids often do better ahead of you (laughs) because the walls come down and the hearts open faster with the children first. Okay, so this is kind of a different question, but we've referenced that you have two girls and they're how old Mm now? Let me think about that. (laughs) Okay, 14. Ella just turned 14, and Larson is 11, so 6th and 8th grade. Okay. So if you had to say, you know, we talk so much about being a student of your kids, which I think you do a beautiful job with. I mean, even just Mm -hmm. watching your presence on social media, I think you are such a huge cheerleader for those girls, Mm -hmm. and I know that they feel that in their bones, even when they have teenage moments. But what would you say the girls are teaching you right now? Yeah, it's funny. That's the one of the two things I wrote down is to learn them versus lecture them. And mm, and I even think great. times during Light Them Up, it's like, it's not a discipline issue if they didn't want to hand out the candy cane. Or it's like, you get to do this. And there were times I said, hey, Larson, no, you're not in the mood. She was cranky. She was super strong-willed when she was little, but you're going to go with us. You don't have to get out and pass out the things, but you're going to ride along with us. And so I think learning their personalities is really huge. And it took me a while to realize that Ella is a melancholy and likes her alone time, likes her downtime. And Larson is straight up sanguine like I am, and which means just like, there's a party, let's go after it. And there's no, and there's like, she's jumping off the diving board. She's, you know, no risk, no fear. So learning that they're different and how they might approach it doesn't mean that they're any less valuable or any less capable. It's like, let's find something. And, you know, I think put them out of their comfort zone, but really leaning into how to learn them, especially now in these middle school years, they're just changing so much and learning what embarrasses them, what encourages them, just like those love languages. We all speak different languages and it's important to watch it. Do you avoid the things that embarrass them? No, (laughs) not totally, but I'm learning that I would force, before I understood Ella, because she's so opposite of me, I would force her into uncomfortable situations before she was ready. Now, she is a more fearful child, and so I do have to get her on the edge of a diving board, literally, and go, you can do this. Like, you can do this. Go! You know, I don't... (laughs) Yeah. But there's sometimes when I go, she's not ready, and she doesn't want to do it the way I would do it or Larson would do it, but her heart is still the same. And I can relate to that because I have a sister, and where she would do light him up for one party, one Christmas cookies-making thing... They would go to the fire station. I would do something every day and would be like annoying everyone on Instagram because I'm like, today we're going to have a free gift wrapping station. And my sister's like, I can think of nothing worse. I just want one or two people. So realizing that, you know, my kids are different and the way they're going to approach things is different is really important. Courtney, I love that. Me too. We're going to shift in a little bit of a different direction right now. Which sure. feels very appropriate for the three of us. It does. It's, it's potentially <laughs> like, what do you the best to talk part about? of our conversation coming up right here. 
We're going to move from Christmas to tacos. Christmas tacos, if you want it to be that, okay? Okay. You know, having spent the time we've all three spent together, our great affection for tacos, guacamole, and queso. Correct. I don't know that we've been with you in your home state when that hasn't been a part of our time together. Correct. Because you know it's that important. I love being your Uber driver because I know tacos (laughs) is going to be on the (laughs) road somewhere. (laughs) You know, it's just like those lists for the celebrities that they, the green room, gosh, with the list that Mm -hmm. they give. The rider? Yes, the rider, the rider. But I know that on your rider is tacos and I'm here to, (laughs) I'm here to serve. We love that you know that. And we need to know what's your favorite kind. Okay, I had to think about this for a second, and I was going to say Torchy's Tacos Democrat, but I didn't want to get in a political debate today. (laughs) It's just like the taco, okay? But I do love a brisket taco, and that's new Mm. because of Texas. There's a lot of brisket on the menu here in quesadillas and taco world, and they're just so good. It's not chicken, it's not beef, and it's just something, there's a sweetness to it that I really enjoy. Mm. How about you guys? That makes me want a taco (laughs) right now. It does, me too. What? your torchies i should know this i know we get the dip and the guac but i forget what your favorites are there what's the fried chicken one yes i couldn't I remember the name of that one, one either that one's so good. Mm-hmm. 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 that might be my favorite i would say though here i have this is so unbelievably not like me but i love a cauliflower taco Really? Yes, they're so good. Like bar taco, cauliflower tacos. Wow. I think we have a bar taco here, and I've just discovered this in the last two days. I've Mm. put in a a request to Ron for a date night. Oh, good choice. Bar taco's good. Good, good. What about you? Well, you know I have a mild obsession with a breakfast taco. And in the (laughs) middle of the pandemic, a place opened right around the corner from me, which I still believe was God helping me get through the pandemic. So I have walked there many a day. To have a great breakfast taco. Mm. <laughs> That's awesome. Courtney, you are amazing. This is so many great ideas. Yes, you were. I can't Good. wait for this to come out. And I also really love the verse that you read. Will you go back to that? Sure. Just to end our time together. The verse is Matthew 5, 14 through 16. And I think this is the message version. I have it on a canvas in my office that I bought that when I first met y'all at that conference, I bought a canvas that has a big lamp and the verse is written on the lamp. But It says, here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, don't you think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. And now that I've put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Keep open house, be generous with your lives. And by opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. Mm. You have certainly been a light to us, a really fun, delightful, enjoyable light for all these years at this point. And we're so glad we get to share that with other people. And, And will you tell everybody how they can connect with you? And read more about Light'em Up and yeah, all the Yeah, of course. Doing. So light'emupacts.com, like acts of kindness, light'emupacts.com is where you'll find all the good stuff, printables, and ideas for your kids. And then CourtneyDefeo.com is my other site. Read everything she's written. Listen. <laughs> In follow. this house, we will giggle. You didn't even mention that. We love that book. We want oh, to send thanks, everybody guys. there, too. And your scripture card, still yes. one of my favorite baby gifts to give. I'm still, still waiting on a commission check. I can't even yes. tell you how many hundreds of boxes <laughs> of those I've sold. I should send you some. You and Elizabeth Hasselbeck. I said, I think all these sales are from you two. It's just amazing. So thanks for supporting them. Mm, we're so grateful for you, friend. We sure are. Thanks. We get to see you in person and have tacos soon. That's right. Christmas hats and all. Let's go do it. 
The Raising Boys and Girls podcast is brought to you in partnership with Minnow. Minnow helps you make screen time meaningful for your family with shows kids love and values parents trust. Check them out at podcast.gominnow.com. That's podcast.g-o-m-i-n-n-o.com. It's our joy to bring the experience and insight we gain through our work beyond the walls of the Daystar House. Join us next time for more help and hope as you continue your journey of raising boys and girls. What child is this? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sorry. I'm talking like a radio person because I have my... Get up on your photo is it's, making it's our whole day. We're just gonna the stare at it the entire interview. I know. Here, Look, you want me to let prop me tell it up? you, it's hard to fit these headphones on over a Santa hat, but I got it. I got it.